Welcome to Rocking Our Priors. I'm your host, Dr. Alice Evans. Now, here's a question. How might generative AI affect patriarchy? So the future is up for grabs. Nothing is predetermined. We're all ships navigating through oceans of technological innovations, corporate monopolies, charismatic leaders, and reverse dominance coalitions. Automation could be designed in a way to raise workers' marginal productivity and boost their pay. So, recognizing that there are many potential outcomes, let me share three major risks. One, Automation could displace labour in developing countries and slow urbanisation. Two, feeling threatened, societies may then ramp up cultural tightening and non-policing. Three, authoritarians may use digital technologies to repress feminist activism. Let me expand on each of these points. So job losses and urbanisation... Low- and middle-income countries face the biggest threat, right? Because people's main tradable asset is their labour. If, if, and I repeat if, if technological innovations reduce demand for overseas manufacturing and services, we should expect longer job queues, lower earnings, and slower urbanisation. That's a two-step process. First hitting jobs and exports, and then reducing demand for local goods and services. Now, if urban labour demand stays low, Indian Dalits, for instance, remain trapped in their villages, which are typically much more close-knit, casteist, oppressive and patriarchal. Cities are fundamentally important catalysts of social change. So anything that arrests urbanisation is bad news for caste and gender. In poor patrilineal societies like Bihar, families face what I call, and you're all used to by now, the honour-income trade-off. If available earnings remain low, families may decide that this additional income doesn't compensate for their preference for honour, so women remain dependent on patriarchal guardians. That inhibits women's mobility, exploration, and female friendships outside the home. Strictly secluded and surveilled, women struggle to form reverse dominance coalitions to take on the patriarchy. Okay, now let me come to the second risk, cultural tightening. A growing body of evidence suggests that when people feel under siege, they seek strength through unity. They want norm violators to be punished and they gravitate towards supernatural punishment. Conflict seems to change people's conceptions of God. They are more likely to see him as punitive. Threats, instability uh, and stress like the US farm crisis and the recent pandemic likewise spawn religiosity. Let me quote from a fantastic new paper from uh, Jeanette Benson. She writes, The COVID-19 crisis resulted in a massive rise in the intensity of prayer. During the early months of the pandemic, Google searches for prayer relative to all Google searches rose by 30%, reaching the highest level ever recorded. A massive spike in religiosity, and that holds both within the US and also across the world. Now, let me make another observation. Turkey's earthquake-affected regions voted overwhelmingly for Erdogan. 
The horror of 50,000 deaths and mass homelessness may have strengthened support for religious authoritarianism. That's merely a speculation. I haven't seen this tested, but it fits a broader pattern which has been supported by empirical evidence. Now, if automation kills jobs in low- and middle-income countries, if people suddenly become unemployed, you know, with an adverse effect to their welfare, as, you know, detailed by the economist Richard Layard, then people may feel under threat and turn to religious conservatism and authoritarianism. So that could manifest itself in terms of demand for Sharia law, Latin America's evangelical right, Hindu nationalism, or Russia's united front. A real demand for authoritarianism and, and patriarchy and religiosity. Okay, now, now here is the third risk, authoritarianism. 64% of the world now lives in an authoritarian regime. Rulers are increasingly harnessing digital technologies to amass control and surveillance. Facebook's algorithms also spawn disinformation and hate, such as in Myanmar. Rising authoritarianism spawns despondency. It destroys any culture of resistance and inhibits feminist activism. Russia's feminists are far too scared to protest publicly. The cult of war and macho violence are celebrated rather than questioned. And without feminist activism to resist and push back, the police turn a blind eye to pervasive male brutality against women. So none of this is inevitable. I merely share this as three major potential risks which could be contested and challenged. Let me know if you think differently or what I might have missed. I'm Dr. Alice Evans and this is Rocking Our Prayers. Take care.